What's up, people? Welcome to a brand new MMA Roasted Podcast. It's going to be a great one. I got Bill Dawes here. Sean Merriman's coming. Uh, three-time Pro Bowl uh, football player who now is looking for a fight. He has his own promotion called Lights Out MMA and has been trying to fight Shaq or any – he wants to fight a celebrity. He called out Shaq, Ocho Cinco. He, he called out all these no, – nobody wants to fight him. I've never seen anything like it before. Nobody even responds to him. And the guy's got like 350,000 followers. It's not like he – like. Yeah, what? He's on Twitter. He's on Twitter, and he's and he, and he wants to fight a celebrity, and uh, he he even said he'll fight Jordan Burroughs, who Burroughs is like gold medalist, you know, wrestler who wants one MMA fight. And Merriman's like, I'm here, and nobody, everyone ignores Merriman. Everyone, I guess maybe his nickname is Lights Out, but I've never seen anything like it before. So uh, ignoring him just because they're afraid they'll get destroyed I mean, he, by. He's been training five days a week at Black House for like the last four or five years. So he's not just some guy who, like, I'm just going to take up fighting and see how it goes in three months. So yeah. I don't know. But, I mean, Shaquille O'Neal, who's – what I heard is a brown belt. I heard he's a brown belt and has legitimate jiu-jitsu skills. He won't fight him. A brown belt in jiu-jitsu? Yeah. But I, think, but I think it's one of those things where Shaq knows probably three moves, but no one can do anything, you know, because, <laughs> like, who's going to defend a Kimura by Shaq? Yeah. <laughs> um, have you ever rolled against a guy that like is just huge? You can't do anything like like depend, where they only know a couple moves. Oh, all stuff? the time. And what happens? I mean, even even like when I, I mean, this is when I was a white belt rolling with Joe Rogan, just because the guy's so like strong and roided out, man. You can't move him. But there are guys I roll with two fifty at at two hundred fifty pounds. Some black belt, like you can't move them. It, it's like you're a child in a you know, when you're, you're a kid and you're in the pool with your dad and they just throw yeah. just like that. So she was like, what, 80 or something? Yeah. I mean, you could, you'd probably just have to go after his legs and his heels and, his, you know, go for the heel hook. But I can't imagine he's actually rolling with people, like normal people, when he trains. He probably just has one teacher who's paying a lot of money to, you know what I mean? Like one of those well, celebrity, celebrity. Let's talk about Rogan, because, I mean, I've heard from people that, like, are professional fighters, Rogan's legit. He's the real deal. How good yeah. was Rogan as opposed to, like, when you train with, like, like a Henzo or somebody, or like a, one of those guys. Well, you know, this is going to sound a little name droppy here, but like when I trained at Henzo's, right, I trained with John, John Donaher, who's considered one of the foremost teachers of jujitsu in the world. And he had Gary Tonin and Gordon Ryan and Eddie Cummings and all those guys. And I trained in the back with, with the, the, so I trained with Anthony Bourdain before he passed. Yeah. And, would always be like, how come you don't train with the Heathers? They were called the Heathers, like John's favorites. It was very rare that I got to train with the Heathers. You know what I mean? I think yeah. I was more competitive than some people would be, 
But in general, like, I, I'm not going to, you know, even rolling with Joe, I rolled with him one time in an Eddie Bravo class. But they, they keep their people that are highly trained in, in like, a specialized area. So usually you don't kind of infringe on that time. So you would never even have to really roll with a lot of these guys. So I've never rolled with Henzo. Okay. You know? But how was, how was Rogan compared to like uh, a high level black belt? Uh, Bill, I rolled with Bill, Rogan Bill, when there, I was like Bill, a, is there any a place, new. Bill, is there any place uh, in your place you have better Wi-Fi? Because I'm getting every other word. Yeah. I might. Okay. Let me, let me see if I can go in here because I don't know what's happening. I think. Okay, so what are you saying about uh, as far as how 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 good is Rogan as, a, as opposed to other like high level black belts? I I think if Rogan were to compete because he I don't think he ever really competed in jujitsu. I'm not sure because he was a, he was a, a taekwondo guy. But I think if he had actually really started competing, um, I think he would have been re- I think he would have been good. He would have been up there because he's really flexible. Yeah, strong as a fucking ox. I don't know why he never really wanted to compete in jujitsu, but I think he he could probably give most people a run for their money. You know what I mean? I don't know how much he competes in jiu-jitsu now, but I think he's, he's – I couldn't beat him. And I'm a, almost a black belt, so. I think he wanted to be good at something, but didn't want to actually have, like, to the stress of competition. Yeah. You know, I, and I understand that. You know, like, I, I want to be a good boxer, but I don't want to actually have to, like, spar people and shit. Like, uh, yeah. or, you know, it's just – it's a whole other bunch of nerves. I, and I totally get that, you know? Yeah, exactly. Um, so uh, – but yeah, I mean, I, but I heard, I heard Rogan like this, like, he also is super like grimy, like he'll put his chin in your back. And, like, this is, you know, just all kinds of shit. So, uh, people above the chin. Yeah, yeah, like- yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, so sorry, McCorkle's just uh, running a little late. Um, meanwhile, speaking of coaching wrestling, so I was coaching wrestling today and one kid, this kid is funny. He, he's like getting pinned. He's like a little nerdy kid. Always wants to tell me about his moves. Like I'll show him a move and rather than just, he doesn't know the move. He'll want to show me his way of how he would counter it. And I'm like, and I listen, and I either have to tell him, all right, just do the move I just showed you, or here's why your move wouldn't work, which I don't even like. But anyway, so he's getting pinned, and then he yells out, I did not consent to this. (laughs) (laughs) That's funny. It is. Uh, I, like, blow the whistle. I'm like, all right, no more yelling. I did not consent to this during live wrestling, please. And then, then, like, then another kid, right? He goes, I, I teach like, all right, here's eight finishes in a single leg, right? I'm literally teaching like, all right. And, I'm, and, I'm, and I'm, you know, I, I watch, sometimes I'll watch like Henry Cejudo videos, or, you know, like you pick up things. Like when you have a single leg and you have his leg here, Pledge of Allegiance, right? That way you're yeah. always there. Or if I want to do the, uh, the uh, trip, you know, give the middle finger and then foot sweep kind of a thing, right? So I go, anybody have any questions, right? One kid's like, yeah, uh, how do I know if um, I can't have babies? <laughs> like I'm like, excuse me, and this kid's like uh, 12. You know, how do I know if my penis doesn't work? And I and I am not allowed that. And I can't. I go listen, but just do the fuck, do the single leg. Like like well, this is not. What kind of questions are these? Like what? You over conversation with this dad. <laughs> yeah. So Yo, what's got, up, dude? What's up? We got lights out. My man is the three-time Pro Bowl champion. Uh, now trains MMA five days a week over a black house. Is a Whoa. monster. We've been trying to get you a fight. Nobody wants to fight you. Like, I, just, um, I just left uh, Extreme Couture. I go over there a couple days a week, too, sometime. Oh, so you're in Vegas now? Yeah, I'm back and forth. Now, why does nobody want to fight you? <laughs> you, you know, okay, this is the thing. So I don't, I don't believe in uh, calling people out. 
right? Like, I, like I'm on this side of it, and I, I enjoy being around it. I love, you know, training and sparring, so I don't necessarily – like, if I was training every day to fight, then I would be calling a lot of people out. But when I see guys call people out, especially the ones aren't really prepared to go and do it, it like it, I hate like I, I don't hate a lot of things, but that I hate because it's like you're looking for clout, you're looking to, for attention, but you really don't want to go fight. Like it's not to me when you say that it, it's personal. Like yeah, it's business. It's you know that's what you do. But when you say you want to fight somebody, that means you want to cause physical harm, right? And so if you're not in a position, if you're not training and taking it serious every day and training to go fight, then what's the need to call the people out? So when you asked me last time, would I, would I fight Shaq? Yeah. Or you asked me to fight up? Yeah. I, my answer is going to be yeah. And then I'll wait for a response. But, you know, I'm not going to get on social media and be like, yeah, I whoop Shaq's ass or I'll do this and I'll do, you know what I mean? I've just, I, I've never. But they never respond. These guys never respond. Shaquille O'Neal never. Shaq got a ton of shit going on, man. He doesn't. You know, he's not, he's not, that's not in the front of his mind. He got, you know, 30,000 businesses, you know what I mean? So fighting is something like if he was already training and he felt like doing it, yeah. Uh, I think, I think if the stage was big enough, the opportunity was big enough, I think he would do it. But is he not necessarily thinking about, you know, me or anybody else fighting? But Ocho Cinco, right? You were calling, was it, you and him get into it before his boxing match? Not before the boxing match. We got it. We, me and Ocho's stint go back since like the mid two thousands, and that, at that point, I actually wanted to hurt him. Like at at that very moment, um, I actually, I thought he looked good boxing. I mean, for his first time out, um, I, I thought he looked a lot better than what most people, especially me, but what most people expected. Did he ever respond to you, your your call out? No. Uh, oh, you in the mid two? Yeah, that's. That's, that's straight. That's brutal, dude. I wouldn't even do that to him. <laughs> All right. What about now Greg Hardy was the guy that you called out. Greg Hardy's got a lot of experience, though. Well, Greg called me out. So what happened was, uh, I think in 2018, it was like a real opportunity to fight Greg Hardy, right? Uh, I talked to um, Dana about it before at a, a couple times, at probably two or three different occasions. Um, but, you know, with me, man, it's, you know, I'm building something that lights out. Right. And I know that Dana and everybody else will respect that, that if I ever was going to fight, it'd be for my own promotion. Um, and then, two, you know, we have, you know, this this deal with with Fubo and, you know, our numbers are just our last not just past fights. We, those numbers didn't come in yet. But the fight before that, we got two hundred nine thousand uh, viewers, you know, two hundred nine thousand people watch the fight. Um, and those numbers are going to continuously grow because now we're activating different in game in fight stuff and. Uh, integrating a lot of um, the apps and stuff where people can be live at home watching it and also do things during the fight. So those numbers are just going to keep, keep growing. All right. So uh, talk about that. So what can I do? So if I'm watching your promotion lights out, which uh, is on FUBU, uh, how, what can I do while watching it? Yeah, right now. So the last fight we activated where you can have in fight predictions and you can win a thousand dollars. So we, we had that, but you know, the next steps so that's going to be, it's, it's going to be opening the floodgates to um, have, you know, as he states rolling out Fubo, Fubo just launched their sports book um, officially. Uh, they were doing some testing in Ohio, uh, Iowa for some time. I think they got Jersey and Pennsylvania now. So this, they're kind of expanding. I'm actually, I have a partnership with Fubo sports book that I'm launching in a few weeks. So, you know, my hope to be able to uh, have as much interact, look, I come from the NFL side. So I always said this, that, the NFL wouldn't be as big as it is without fantasy football. 
fantasy football took the NFL to a whole different, like, you know, planet because people want to be involved. They want to, you know, bet on the games. They want to bet on their favorite player, bet on plays. They want to, you know, people just love to be involved. And so when you have more of that, naturally, it's just going to cause more people to want to be involved in it. That's, I mean, that's great. I love that. For your, me and Bill have to be hired to be your commentators, by the way. You need comedians. You need two comedians because uh, I'm, I'm, I'm in. I'm in. Now, we, we, uh, we stream live on Twitch, man. That's, that might be something, you guys, too. We, we, we streamed it live on Twitch. We're in. Bill, you're in? I'm down in. But d doesn't Twitch have an age limit? If you're over 25, don't they, like, kick you out of the, out of the platform or something like that? Is if, like if, if, that if that was the case, they would kick my ass out about 12 years ago. <laughs> Fubu, Fubo, isn't that like a really big internationally? Because I feel like that's where people watch soccer who are over here, like German tourists. That's where they watch their soccer games on Fubo. Yeah, and, that's, and we're, I'm working on an international deal now. But uh, we're, the, we're the third, third highest watch uh, you know, program on Fubo, by, right behind okay. soccer. So, okay. you know, when you have those type of numbers, especially some, uh, a platform that's known for soccer, and you're coming in right behind that, it's, um, it, was, it was great, man, to see that. So where was the last event? It was at uh, the Burbank Marriott Event Center. Um, I think we, it was about 1,100 people, maybe a little under 1,100. Uh, we turned away probably, you know, 250 to 300 people at the door. Wow. Um, so at some point in time, we're going to have to go to probably 2,000 plus. But it's great, man, because look at it. These, these guys are either up and comers or they fought maybe in the UFC at Bellator and they're trying to get another opportunity somewhere. So they come fight for us. And how are you finding these fighters? Believe it or not, man, um, you know, they so – I trained, you know, from San Diego, Arizona, all the way up to Vegas, Fresno, you know, L.A. Um, I'm, I'm planning on at some point in time. I want to go train down there with Kendall Grove out in Hawaii with, with those guys, get some work in. Um, so, yeah, if, if they're not reaching out, they're, they're available. And, you know, we the, – the good and bad part about it is right after they had the fight, you know, depending on how they, how they do, you know, they get that call. So – Yes. It's, uh, it's not really much we can do. I'm a former athlete, man, so I, I love to see guys have that opportunity. We just hope that you can keep them a little bit longer. Now, how hey, hard hey. is it for you as far as uh, – Bill, hold on a second. How hard is it for you, like, so you find a guy, you're like, hey, man, you got talent. I can, I can see it. You got marketability. You know, you got a whole – come over here. One fight, I'll give you 30 grand. Are you the one having to make the offers like that? No, I don't um, – I check off on the offers, yeah. But uh, my partner, George, man, does the matchmaking, and – you know, he, he knows these fighters well. Uh, they, they, they've been around it for like 15 years. So they know all these, all the gyms, all the coaches. I got, you know, some, some buddies of mine, um, you know, who fought in the U and before UFC Bellator now is a little bit older, maybe on their way out, but they're training guys now. So we, I'm, I'm always in the know of who's, who's up and coming. And, um, even though I'm over there training sometime in the corner, I'm like, my, my eyes, my head is always looking like who, who, who's that kid in the, in the black shorts. So I, I always, I always got out too. Bill, were you asking? I was going to say, were you ever interested in folding your thing into another promotion? Or do you always just want to have your own promotion? I, it seems like at some point you probably could sort of, damn it, you probably could have just had it. Uh, I'm sorry, Skylar Stone just called me an asshole. Anyway, you could have just kind of joined up with another promotion, but you wanted your own thing. What about your own thing was so important? And what's different about yours than all the other promotions? Um, well, for one, you know, I've been around uh, – since my very first day with Brandy Couture in like 2006. And I just wanted to go in and get a little work and, and grapple and, and whatever and help my football play. 
I didn't, you know, I didn't know that it was going to become like one of these things where I just was doing this shit all the time and find myself around, you know, MMA fighters more than I did probably NFL guys. Um, they would all come down to the games, hook them up with tickets and hang out and return. They would, you know, they're training. And so um, when I, I had an ambassador deal with Bellator uh, from like 2016 and 2018, I forgot the exact time. But just getting around, being around, and you know Scott Coker and that whole group over there, they, they were great to work with. But it was a lot of insight for me. But the the whole point of it was for me to for me to have my own promotion. It was it was always bound to happen. Um, and I saw an opportunity to to grow a, a a league that was already there. You know, rebrand and grow a league. And you know anybody would tell you that this, I wake up to the shit. You know what I'm saying? It, it's like one of these things where like. Nothing happens during my day unless I figure something out with lights out, and then okay, everything else we I can talk about anything else. Yeah. Now here's Sean. Here's here's my uh, here's some wisdom for me. I'm not sure you're gonna take it or not, but what I what I what I always thought was wrong with like Invicta because what I, what, I, what I told Shannon like Shannon I said you have a great product. You have an all girls MMA thing, and it's awesome. You have all these great fighters, and you look at the UFC champions from Nunez down our former Invicta girls. But the problem is, is I turn on the TV and I see Invicta and I just see two girls fighting. I, I just see two girls fighting and I can't, most people can't identify with that. They go, no, oh, you know, and what the ultimate fighter did was it, it, it you created a, a whole storyline where you actually know the person. So you know, this is the, the gardener, that fucking guy, this is the cop, this is the teacher, this is my kids, this, this is that, this is, and I go, look, Shannon, you have a girl that's a fucking scientist as your champion. You have a girl, another, you have another girl that is a cop. You have this girl who was in like the worst domestic violence thing ever and she's a survivor. You have a cancer survivor here, but nobody fucking knows these things. Right. And, 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 that, and the problem is, I don't know how you do it, but you got to get people involved emotionally. And I think with you, kind of the same thing. Yeah, no. So that's, that's my number one goal. I mean, that's what, that's what the FUBO partnership did for us. Right. It gives us a platform to tell these stories. To me, that's number one. Right. Um, everybody like, yeah, you got your favorite team. But let's face it. When you go to the, a game, you want to see your favorite player and you want to see your favorite player because you know him. You know who they are. You know where they come from, what college, what high school, where they are three or four or five star, whatever, where they are six round grab pick and how they got to the NFL. A guy that was working in the damn strip mall but right before he got a call like those things. Um, is, is what I've always been pushing for, and I'm, we're working on now. I mean, this FUBO deal is pretty new, so we're still, you know, slowly integrating more and more and more. And we're, we're even these guys that don't become us, you don't have to be a superstar for people to understand and know where this guy came from. Some of these guys, you know, been to jail and cleaned up their life and done all the right things. And, like, so it's, it's getting more and more of that out. And you're right, that's, that's, that's always been my number one thing because – I'm a story. I love the stories and why these guys do what they do. To go and do it, play NF, be the NFL and run your body into another another 300 plus man at 15, 20 miles an hour. You got to be, you know, something got to be off a little bit. Like you can't, you know, you're not normal. So what makes this guy be able to do that? Why is he able to do that better than him? And what has he been through that's allowing him not to do what he's so? All those things are important to me, and that's why with these fighters, why I love giving them opportunity because some of these guys are, are damn good fighters. They just haven't got the right opportunity, right? Maybe maybe bad coaches. Maybe some of the guys are sleeping in the damn gym 
and, you know, wasn't eating proper. I mean, just all kind of stuff. So it's really getting these stories out there, like you said, to let, let people know. Yeah, I think that if you could do some kind of montages before, like on Instagram or something, where it can go viral yeah. and share it. Because I think that's because so many times, like, you know, you go, oh, this guy, that's the former heroin addict. That's the former, that, this guy was in jail for 10 years. You're right. And then people go, oh, shit, I want to see how he does. Otherwise, it's just two people fighting and you don't, most people You don't. do, like, mix American Idol, mix the, like, the montage with American Idol. Uh, 100%. 100%. Uh, by the way, what do you think, Sean, about all these programs that are dropping football or making it flag football because of CTE and all that stuff? I, I mean, look, as much as I, I feel that they need to be on the field, they need to make some contact and things like that, I don't know if you've seen it, maybe about a month or two ago where these high school or boys and girls club league, uh, league coaches were making these kids run into each other from 20 yards away. Yeah. Right? It was like just some ridiculous shit. And so when you got coaches, bad coaches in, in Pee Wee League and, and um, these, you know, these programs that are, that are doing this, then it makes it across the board that, you know, these kids going to hide. Truthfully, I don't think that guys, I don't think they really need full, full contact until they around 13, you know, freshman in high school. That, in my opinion, right? I think that if you're starting real contact football uh, in high school, it's not a bad thing. But the problem is, is these damn coaches out here that are just bad, that are not protecting the kids. You don't make a kid tougher by lining them up because it's, no football play that nobody's running full speed from 20 yards away, straight ahead. There's no football play. So why are you making these kids do that? So to, your, to, to answer to your question, I think that better coaching and, and a better program needs to be more facilitated than taking tackle or contact away from kids. Just show them the proper way to do it. You know, it's nothing wrong with what they're doing, but you have these asshole coaches out here that are putting these kids in a bad situation. Yeah, I, yeah. I actually—I remember seeing that you posted that on like Instagram, right? Yeah, it was, and you were like, "What the hell is going on?" Uh, I cannot agree more. I—I I I think the problem with like team sports, you're always gonna have shitty coaches, because like in an individual sport, like a guy wrestled, I, like I won the, the New England sport, so I, I can coach wrestling, but people just assume they can just coach any sport. It's, it's no, crazy. no, you can't, but. You got to think, too, like some of these guys that never made it, right, and kind of living through the kid and making them do all the shit that they couldn't do when they were that age. Um, because anybody with any common sense or played any kind of high real high school or college knows that doing that is going to take a, a toll on the kid early. You can't do it. Yeah. Yeah. Bill, you played football for Brown, right? John, you might actually know my high school, T.C. Williams High School, because you grew up in Maryland. I was in Virginia. That's right. I know. Now, when I was growing up, I mean, spearing was a big thing, and helmet to helmet was like, of course you did helmet to helmet. I'm a little bit older than you, Sean. So your Lights Out nickname, were you doing helmet to helmet to get that? Back in the day, that was kind of legal. Yeah, but it was, it was no cheap shit, right? I wasn't, like, knocking guys out on slant routes and didn't catch the ball. These were active runners. And once you're, yeah. once you're running, the ball is fair game. Yeah. Um, you know, I've never got a – I think one time in the NFL I got a horse collar tackle, what I, I still thought was BS. Um, but other than that, man, all my hits have been been direct. And, and look, that's the, that's the name of the game. You know, you're not trying to go and uh, intentionally knock some, some guy out, but, you know, you – that happens, and, and, and it's legal. It's crazy that you had a nickname in high school. I don't know a lot of football players <laughs> had nicknames in high school. 
people. <laughs> like, well, it, like, it was that. It was also Mandingo, but that's a whole different. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that was that was a midnight midnight show. That was a midnight. Now it's funny that like a lot of times I'll get football players to come to wrestling in middle school when I coach, and uh, I'm trying to explain that double leg to them. And I, the first thing I say is, okay, get get in your you know your stance, football stance, and just tackle them. And then I explain like, okay, heel Tony kind of thing. But it's that first tackle that is essentially the double leg takedown. I mean, right. Uh, so was it easy for you to pick that up? That that was probably the easiest, you know, uh, because I can get anybody on the ground. Um, and I always say this: that that's one of my biggest regrets that I didn't wrestle in high school. Uh, my wrestling coach was on my ass, and I still talk to him to this day about it. And we still, I mean, with 20-something years later, we're like, man, why didn't you wrestle? Or 15 years later, whatever it is. Um, why didn't you wrestle? Why didn't you And I'm like, damn, I should have. Because I would go in there all the time with, the, with you know, some of the guys that did and actually do a pretty good job without any practice. I just naturally was, was, was able to get by. But I always, you know, look at all the football players that are successful. Linebackers, Ray Lewis, you know, uh, I think that Erlock and some other, some other people also wrestled. Uh, so you – there, there's some synergies there. And that's also, too, why, while I'm you know, constantly going out to former football players, I said, you guys, if you pick this up over here, you got the basics down. Now, you're going to probably lose against guys that are more experienced because they know what they're doing. But coming in there, you're not walking in there with two left feet. You're explosive. And, and if you learn how to sit on your punches and turn and, and, and move around and not be as stiff, because that's one thing about football players when we come over there. We're so stiff. And like we want to explode and, and and throw everybody around, and then boom, you get tired, right? You're fatigued. What's up, people? Look, when I gamble, I'm always looking for a way to get an edge. But at my bookie, they double your first deposit, so you start with a leg up, and with your account locked and loaded, you can get in on the UFC 268 action, which features two title fights on a stack card. I can't wait because the tension between Usman and Covington has reached a boiling point. I mean, these guys hate each other. So look for this main event to end quickly and bet the under on total rounds. Don't take my word for it, okay? Head to my bookie and sign up to use promo code MMA Roasted to get your money doubled and start winning today. And remember, people, good friends don't let friends win alone. So have your buddies use the referral link so you're eligible to receive an additional 250% bonus on their first deposit. Plus, it's unlimited to redeem. So all your friends can join the party at MyBookie. Use promo code MMA Roasted. Sign up now, claim your first deposit bonus with MyBookie, and use the extra funds to kickstart your winning season. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with MyBookie. Go there now. All right, guys, come back. Yeah, is that what you think is wrong with, with uh, Greg Hardy? Because he seems like if he doesn't get you out in the first round, he kind of falls apart. You think it's because he's so amped up? Well, that and two, I, you know, he has that um, I, I, with asthma, a real bad asthma, something like that. So he's always had that. But I just think that you know, even Greg, man, sometimes look a little heavy. You know, he's a he's a big guy. Um, he probably I don't know if he walks around maybe like around 280 or 275 or something like that. I think he fights at what 265. Yeah. So he drops about you know 20 for that. I naturally walk around about 260 ish all the time. So, um, you know, I, I think that's too. Just he he's not maybe he's not working on it enough. I don't know, but you know he's, he that last fight he had he just got caught. You know he just yeah he was winning. It seems like him and like Eric Anders and there's another guy. But yes, but so yeah to your to your point. He and I and I actually reached out to him. We FaceTimed after that fight. I FaceTimed with Greg Hardy. I hit him up. 
because you know he called me out and talking shit. But the long, the, the 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 bigger picture is, I would never want to see a former football guy, especially jumping into an area like mind you, he only been fighting for a couple of years. Yeah, right. These guys got ten plus years on him in this sport, and he's actually done fairly well so far for somebody who's just getting into the sport. So of course, I'm not going to kick him to the curve while you know he just got you know knocked out and embarrassed in front of everybody because I actually thought he looked good before that fight. And I think that football player in him wanted to go for the kill. He, could, he couldn't relax and just, he already had him hurt. It was no need to go and do anything extra at that point. And he did. He went in and that last looming punch caught him and, and took him out. When actuality, all he did is had to sit back and be patient. He already had the guy hurt. Yeah. A lot of, a lot of football players, they, they're blessed and they're cursed because they come out and they're just knocking everyone out. First six, seven fights, eight fights. They're just knocking it. And then they go, and you can see Dana White, you know, gets, oh, shit, we got a star here. But then they, they all of a sudden, their holes get exposed. They didn't work on their jiu-jitsu or their, their kickboxing or their, they don't, you know, it's, it's, it's a blessing and a curse because they have that power to knock out 99% of the guys. It's that 1% they have a tough time against. Yeah, and every time that's going to be a problem. Um, you know, these guys are just – who's been doing it for a long time, a more technical sound. Um, there's no panic. It, there's, all, they all, it, there's no pressure for them, really. They, they've been doing it long enough, and they know when to go out and, and, and finish a fight. And uh, like I said, when you have this kind of pent-up barbaric, you know, you want to just go knock everything out and, and do that, sometimes that can play against you. So this week, the fights this week, uh, I can't wait. Usma versus Cole Covington. Man, I, <laughs> I, I don't know. I mean, Colby's a friend of mine, a really good friend of mine. I like Colby. I don't agree with what he says a lot of times politically, but I, I, think, I also think he's talking. But I think Colby's good for the sport. I'm not going to lie to you. I mean, he says, you know, some ridiculous shit, but I also think that he's um, – I think he's good for the sport. Uh, and, you know, if you back it up, which he has in his career, not, you know, not as – his, his last fight against Usman, but he has backed it up in his career. Go ahead. These guys are so evenly matched. Who do you think wins this fight, Sean Merriman? I, I, don't, I don't see Usman losing for a good while. Like, you know, he, he has this momentum and his streak going right now, and I don't know whether it's confidence or whether it's, you know, sometimes when you're, when you're an athlete um, and most of what you do is mental, and you just feel untouchable. And, and right now, I just – I don't see anybody, at least for the next few fights or so, uh, be Newsman. I really don't. Um, and, you know, Kobe has – he has all the endurance. He has stamina. He, he, the pressure is constant. But I, I just – right now, I don't see anyone be Newsman. Bill? Yeah, I completely agree. I mean, Adam, do you see any holes in Usman's game at all at this point? <sighs> Yeah, I do. I think that people are – number one, I think he's coming off a huge knockout, right? And I think that could hurt him because when you're coming off a huge knockout, sometimes you start believing in your own power. And he, and he wasn't a huge knockout artist in the beginning. He was just yeah. – he was grinding against people. So I think that Kobe almost has the advantage by Usman just knocking the fuck out of Masvidal. Um, I also think that Kobe is – He's like Reggie Jackson in Naked Gun when he's like, I must kill the queen. Like, this is all this fucking guy is thinking about. Like, he, he wakes up in the morning and dude, I saw him like five years ago, four years ago. Me and Kobe had, had lunch and he was still pissed about the Warley Alves fight, which was a loss he had like seven fights ago. 
He's like, but I'd be fucking undefeated for that fucking fight. I'm like, yeah, but you won. You have the belt. You literally have the belt next to you. Yeah, but that, that, I, I came in that fight. I had a fucking torn road. I'm like, dude, this fucking guy is, it's a different, I'm sure, Sean, you meet these athletes. When you get to that, the athletic ability, like, like Sean Merriman, where it's just, it's so single-mindedly focused. Where like, you ever, you ever meet some of these athletes sometimes and they're just, like, I saw Peyton Manning one time at, at a club, sitting by himself, like, bitches everywhere. And he's like by himself like a fucking nerd. Like if you don't know that was Peyton Manning, you'd be like, that is the biggest nerd ever. Like he wasn't even looking, it was like he was studying his playbook or something. And, and that's what I think Covington. Sean, thoughts? Yeah, I mean, once you're locked in like that, um, and it's, it's pretty hard to turn off. And, and that's the, like I said, that's the gift and the curse of being a high level athlete. Like people think that your athleticism is what it got you there, or God maybe you know is explosive. He can punch it. It's this. It's this guy's fucking mentality. It's his mentality and and why he can't let that one fight go. You know, I you know I got shot on my ass one time in my career, like ever, right? And that shit still bothers me. Some you know what I mean? Like, wait, what happened? He, um, I think Maurice, yeah, Maurice Jones, Jones Drew got me in two thousand seven on a uh, on a block. I didn't see him. He laid me on my ass. And I'm like, God damn, man, now I've been playing football since I was 11, right? Nobody's ever set me on my ass. And I've knocked out tons of other people and stuff like that. But I just, this one time, it's like somebody got, like, God, somebody got me. I can't believe that shit happened. That's what's going through my head. And somebody else, like, dude, you've been, you played football for over 20 years. And somebody, one person sat you in your ass, right? One play. One play, one play. out of a, a billion minutes of football. Yeah, well, yeah, one play. But, you know, for me, it's just, you know, when you train yourself that you're at the top like that and you stay at the top. And I think that's what that's what Usman got going on right now. I just really feel like Usman actually really believes, not just saying it, because a lot of guys, you got to say whatever you got to say to promote a fight. But I really believe that Usman that believes that no one can beat him right now. And I, I get that from him. And the other day on his press conference, it just he, he, he gives this off that he just can't be touched right now. And I don't think he can't. I can't wait. I mean, this is going to be some fight. Now, who do you, on, are either of you putting money on that fight? <sighs> not me. Uh, Sean? No, no, I'm not. I'm not. Now, who do you think the crowd's going to go for? Because I told you, I was at the first fight, and everybody was rooting for Usman in Vegas, and then the lights went down, and all of a sudden, Colby. It was like all the Trump supporters just, like, popped up out of nowhere. Uh, okay, let's go Brandon Chant. I guarantee you a let's go Brandon Chant's going to pop up. In Madison Square Garden at MSG, you think it's going to be for Colby? I don't know. I, I think 50-50. I think, yeah, I think 50-50. Maybe slightly towards Usman, to be honest. Um, I don't know if it's – I don't know how many <laughs> Trump supporters out there in uh, – In New York? In, in New York, but um, – I, yeah, I, I can't wait to see it, man. I'm, you know, I mean, that, that card is pretty. That card in general just is just that. That's a ridiculous card. Now, do you tell any of your fighters that you, uh, hey man, like, sell yourself Twitter? You know, because everyone, if Kobe wins, the speech afterwards is gonna be insane. I, who knows? Because nobody knows what he's going to say. Who knows? He might call out Nganu. I mean, he might call out, uh, you know, who, who knows? Uh, Israel Adesanya. He's one of those guys. Literally, Matt Hughes got hit by a train. And the week before, him and Matt Hughes went to go visit the president. And he goes, the, 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 uh, get off the tracks. Train's coming, especially if you're Matt Hughes. I mean, not, you're like, what the? What could this guy? 
do you tell your guys to kind of build themselves up a little bit, make your life? No, easier? it's 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 really it's really on them, right? And then some of these guys, you just ha- they've got big personalities, right? Which is great. What's also great for the sport. But what's uh, what was the last fight where the guy called the uh, the other guy terrorist? I didn't I didn't wa- I didn't watch oh, yeah. the fight. Uh, that was on. A, uh, I think it was on Dana White's contender. It was. Yeah, yeah. It was. And so, as bad as you know, if you're sitting back and saying, "Oh my God, I can't believe he said that," um, and I think Dana came out and said the same thing. This the this the fight business, man. Like you you get in and whoop somebody ass. And to me, I don't think a whole lot is off limits. And now, is it off limits? Yeah, but is it bad? No, because guess what? When that cage closes, we all gonna find out. We're going to like the reason why I, I the reason why uh, that I ended up start. I played football. I started playing football was because I can you can do anything you want to anybody. You can cause physical harm to someone else and not go to jail. That's I remember when I was a kid, uh, someone asked me that and they looked at me like I was a psychopath. Like I it was like, yeah, his, this guy's going to end up in jail for sure. Right. Because they asked me why, why I got into football and I, and I saw the physicality. And the bruteness and what you can do to another human being and not get in trouble for it. I'm like, hold on, you can go and slam this guy and nothing can happen. You cannot you can't go to jail. You can't get you get applauded for that. I said, shit, this I'm I'm, this is right up my alley. But Sean, you also have like a 42 inch vertical leap. So there's that as well. It's not just the intent of hurting people. You're (laughs) a freak athlete. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, I I was using the vertical into somebody's chin, but (laughs) You know, at the end of the day, it's it's like America. This America's built on it. We love it. We love the violence. That's why football is and will be the biggest sport in this country forever. And you know, fighting's the oldest sport forever. Why? Because people love it, and it it just is what it is. By the way, it's completely off topic. You grew up in uh, Maryland. You, you grew up with Iverson. Yeah, he was he was in VA. Um, I grew up more close to the, to like Washington D.C. area, but. I'm like 30, 30 minutes from Carmelo where he grew up and like Chris Brown was 30 minutes. And I mean, we had AI, I think was like 40 minutes or so, maybe a little you ever longer. You watched him play in high school? Oh, yeah. Was he just uh, amazing? In, insane. So and back in, um, we had this thing called a high school uh, sports show. That's, and that's why we used to see it. So everybody in that area, that D.C., Maryland, Virginia area, you wanted to get on this high school sports machine, like with these highlights. And I just remember watching, you know, the highlights growing up when I was a kid of AI, like this dude is, is next level. And then all of a sudden I, I didn't, I kind of lost track of him. And next thing you know, he was a damn Georgetown Hoya and, you know, one of the best players of all time. So uh, it was cool because I followed that growing up as a kid. He was a quarterback too, right? Wasn't he a football he was quarterback, player? Yeah, quarterback. And I think he played quarterback and safety. So you, ever- you were a football player too, right? What's that? Were you a basketball player in high yeah. school too? Yeah, I started – I was, like, all defense, all county and state and all that. Did you ever play um, against him? Was that – no, no, he was he was a little older than me. But um, KD, I mean, KD, Michael Beasley, everybody – when KD and Michael Beasley probably grew up 10 minutes from me. Beasley actually, when he was a kid, was – was that was like living in my house or, or staying in my house, you know, um, growing up. So we – there in that area, in that D.C., Maryland, Virginia area, was so much damn talent. Not to mention, like, the, the boxers. It was like world champs and stuff in that D.C., Maryland, Virginia, Baltimore. Like that whole area was flooded with, with boxes. Wow. Who, who were some of the boxes? Um, uh, Joppy used to live in my neighborhood. Uh, William Joppy. Yeah, William Joppy. Joppy used to – my uncle was a professional boxer. Um, Sugar, Henry Sugarpool Buchanan. Buchanan. Um, 
God, I see Riddick, I see Riddick Bow all the time uh, around my neighborhood. He I'm so happy down. he didn't fight, by the way. He was supposed to fight a couple weeks ago, and I was against Lamar Odom. And then oh, finally they, they called it off. That guy now is doing celebrity MMA. He's doing – he's starting celebrity boxing and now celebrity MMA. I don't know who they're going to get to do it. Yeah. Uh, but, um, I, I mean, more power. Would you consider it or no? No. No. no I mean, look, I got – and I'm not going to call it gimmick because that's the wrong word because there's, there's, there's eyeballs for it. Right, I think it definitely needs to happen because it's it's bringing more to the sport and as far as people that wasn't watching it before. But you know, it's kind of a it's you kind of when you're building something sustainable and you want it around a long time and people take you serious. It's only but so far you can do certain things. Because but then then it becomes a joke. You know, it's like why are you doing this shit? It doesn't you know. So you don't want to be you don't want to come off especially when you got some some real talent. Some yeah, up and coming right. people can really throw down. So I, I still think like shit. I, would I watch it? Yeah, I watch it. You know, I, I watch every Jake Paul fight. I watch every Logan Paul fight. I love all that shit. I love watching it. Um, to to get involved in it. I, Logan I doubt Paul, it. Mike oh, Tyson. The, the Logan Paul, Mike Tyson. If, if Logan Paul knocks out Mike Tyson, I think I'm done. I think I'm done with everything. I think I'm honestly going back to college. I'll become a teacher. I think I'm done with the internet. I'm. I'm I, I will be so fucking depressed. I feel like my, like my whole everything will be just worth like you know they they say we're in a simulation. I think that's the end. I think that's like level ten out of ten. Is there any shot you think that he knocks out Mike Tyson or beats Mike Tyson? Uh, no, I, I don't. I don't think. I, he def, I definitely don't think he'll knock him out. Um, could it go to a decision or something like that? Possibly, but even at what is Mike now? Is he sixty or something? Or, 55 or 55 whatever it is there was flashes in that roy jones fight that that would have if he connected on any one of those would have knocked out anybody like anybody and that's the thing if if it was um i'm trying to think of another guy who really wasn't a knockout artist but just a a really good boxer like a mayweather yeah mayweather some if if mayweather got knocked out or something like that i would say okay cool but because that's, you know, whatever. Not, and I can't use him because his defense is, is next level. But let's say someone else. I just think that until Mike Tyson is like 65 or 70 years old, he has no chance to fucking knock you out, right? Yeah. If he still has for the next couple of years, I think until he's 60 years old, he still has a chance for that one punch to land and knock you out. Also, and, and it, yeah. forget about – I mean, there's old man strength. It's an actual thing. I have a guy – I just jitsu with he's 65 he's a surgeon he has old man strength like you wouldn't believe like there's a certain amount of str- like tensile strength like this actually improves over age so you can be in your late 60s and still fucking be super strong so i, I think you're right i, I think also, it's I heard from like, in I, I heard from very reliable sources that he was jacking up his trt level and hgh level and taking some mexican steroid stuff so when he came to that roy jones that's why he looked the way he did like you don't just look that way without stuff now of course allowed to do that against logan paul i think it's lights out for logan paul but if it's if he's not sheesh i don't know um yeah i, I listen <laughs> if he if he doesn't get him out in those three first three rounds you know which i think that would be it uh then i think logan has a chance you know because it it doesn't it doesn't it's not in my. It's not in Mike Tyson's benefit to go. What, they probably fight what eight rounds? You think yeah. eight, is it going to be eight? Probably eight. Yeah. 
So you know, as long as as long as it goes, it's it's only going to better Jake uh, uh, Logan Paul. Got it. Now you're you have been known to like hook up with some of the hottest women. I've seen some pictures. Uh, ring girls. You you hire the ring girls for your for lights out. I don't. I don't. But yeah. Uh, how many of them are coming up to you at Hooters or a strip club or and they're like, hey, I want to. I heard you're you know you're the guy. You're the president, and they you know grab your cock and they're like you know need an extra girl or something. Like, is it hard? <laughs> For you? No, not not really. Believe it or not, no, because uh, I didn't even talk. I don't even think I talked to the ring girls. Not purposely, uh, but at, at the fight, I'm actually, like, running around working, right? right. Um, and some of them I don't even – most of them I don't even see until that day. And, um, you know, we got to get better in that area. <laughs> you know, I say that. We got to – we, gotta, we, gotta, we definitely got to get – Yeah. Candace Skinner says hi. Who? Do you remember Candace Skinner? Yeah. Yes. Who's yeah. that? <laughs> I stayed her sister for years. Uh, and I heard a lot about Sean from uh, Always Good Things. You had a really cool cl- nightclub, apparently, that uh, they would go to a lot. Yeah, yeah. It's called Stingery down in San Diego. Oh, still around? No, no. It's, it's Omnia now. Hakkasan came and bought us out. Sean, how many kids do you have? Just one. How old? 11. Wow. I uh, know. Is, is it hard, like, being so active with, like, your career and everything to, like, be there for the kid? No, I'm always there, man. I'm, I'm actually, uh, you know, they got a, the playoff football game coming up, so I'll be back out there. He's in Jersey. Um, and so I spend a lot of time out there in New York and because Mar- I'm from Maryland. So, you know, every time I go to the East Coast, I'm there for a week or two. And, uh, you know, I see the family, you know, do my thing in, uh, in New York, with whatever meetings or whatever I got. And then I'm with him. Okay. Now, do, you, do you help coach the team? No, I, you know what? I stay out of that. His coaches sometimes ask me to come in and do more and stuff. And I try to – I try to stay in the background as much as possible, right? Because there's enough pressure with him, you know, him being my my son and me being involved. Like I'm I'm there, I work with him, you know, we work out, I push the hell out of him. But I don't really until he come to me and ask me questions, I don't really, I don't really get on him like that. The only time I'm on his ass is when he doesn't if he doesn't play hard. I don't care about, you know, he plays quarterback. He got a my 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 son got a rocket. He I mean I'll, I'll see you in this video when we get off. He got a he has a damn rocket, and he's not he's not like me. My personality, me, I wanted to hit everybody and you know fight and everything else. Like I was just nasty in that kind of way. With him, he's just kind of he's very much like Tom Brady, man. He's kind of like you got that laid back at or just a quarterback in general, laid back attitude. Nothing really bothers him like that. Just a he's a way better athlete than I was at that age. Like I couldn't touch him as as far as athleticism at that age um so I'm, I'm gonna be it's gonna be curious to see what he's you know what he's gonna do because he's just starting to play a little linebacker and tackle and hit so i thought, oh shit okay he got that you now he's one it. of those kids that like is way better than everyone else where he's like the one kid's running around the whole field and everyone's just chasing him is that that's, that's him yeah he plays both side plays defense offense kicker yeah. and receiver yeah and everyone's like oh well oh his dad yep. Sean Merriman kind of a thing they're all saying oh that's that Sean Merriman's kid yeah, I mean, you know, you get a lot of that. But I, I always – I had that talk with him at a young age when he first started because he played hockey first. And, you know, in the hockey circuit, I'm not – you know, it's known like that or whatever. Nobody's looking out for Sean Merriman's kid in hockey. But, I, you know, slowly as he got really, you know, really good at it, the word got out about him being a hockey player. And I had to have a talk with him and say, look, you know, people are going to be gunning for you because you're my son. You know, I mean, just – they want to sit you on that – sit you on your ass that one time, right? They – that they they want to you know do that because you know they they want some cloud off you so just be prepared 
So he's always prepared and working. He didn't, no, no matter what I say to him, nothing bothers him. He, he doesn't, he doesn't make care. Like, yeah, whatever. They can, you know, they can do whatever. They got to see me on, on game day. And I'm like, all right, well, shit. They got to see me on game day. That, that's his, that's his response. I'm like, okay. All right. Wow. That's, that's but, amazing. But also athletic prowess is something that's passed on genetically, as opposed to like acting ability. You see like actors, children who become actors, they're still shit. But like, Athletic prowess, like that's something that you give to your child because you're a freak athlete. So he's probably going to be. There's a good chance he's going to be a freak athlete too. You know what I mean? Yeah. No. No. He has. He has all that. Like I won't crown him, and he probably won't see this interview, so I can give him some compliments. Um, he has this freakish athletic ability, man. He's you know, he's going to be six 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 seven. He's probably going to run a four four. You're probably going to have that forty two in vertical, and and wow. you know he'll play. I, I think he's going to be a quarterback or a tight end, you know, body frame wise. I don't see him as much of a as, right now as a defensive player because he he didn't at that age, man. I I wasn't athletic, but I was mean as hell. I literally was like wanted to hit everybody moving, and he didn't have that yet. And do you ever want him on a different sport that may not have as many injuries involved? Is it something that crossed your mind? No. I, I I talked about pulling him one time, and he looked at me like he would never talk to me again. So I was <laughs> like, okay, yeah, let me let me, let right. me backtrack on that. Um, and so he he loves it. I mean, shit. He plays. He was playing hockey until this past you know this past year. Play hockey and football, but both of the seasons run into each other. So he had to he had to pick one. What does the mom do, or what did the, what did the mom do? She uh, like a you know cancer research lab lab technician, whatever you want to whatever oh, wow. you want to call. I mean, too smart Perfect. for me. She look. He's my, my son's smart as hell. He didn't get that. Look, <laughs> I, I I work. I, you know, I get shit done. You know, I'm I'm very uh, active, but books. I'm not. You know, I was the top top of the class. I was I was a little bit above average. He's uh, he's next level. Now, back in the day, like even like I was a wrestler. I got recruited to a wrestling, and they treated me okay. I went to a couple D one recruiting trips. You know, they oh this girl's there a party blah blah. But there was no money in it. Like it was like whatever. You when they when you went to colleges, did they was it like the the movies? Did they bring out the strippers and the kegs and like that car can be yours? I mean, was it insane? No, for me, it was more like I, when I went to Maryland, I went there strictly because like my family, friends, high school coaches, everybody was there. And I wanted everybody to see me play, right? Be able to come to the games and still be around my family and everyone else. But I was this close from taking my trip, a trip to Miami, to the Hurricanes. And... I'm glad I didn't because I didn't, if, you know, I, if I experienced that at 17, 18 years old, you know, I'm signing on the dotted line, you know, so oh, I, didn't, God. I didn't even, I didn't even want to get that level of confusion. I committed my junior year. Dude, there, oh, was, wow. dude, there was a, um, a thing about like Tim Tebow's team or like half the team that like had been arrested. Uh, uh, there was a, some kind of weird stat I watched on TikTok where like this guy went to jail for this. This like the whole team was psycho, were like psychopaths, and then Tim Tebow was the quarterback, like which was even crazy. So, yeah, you know, you you need some goons, that's for sure. Now, how much, uh, like, st- like 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 steroids, right? Is it as crazy like in the locker room? Like, could you notice when a guy's on a steroid versus when a guy's not? Is a guy like that much better in practice? Uh, you, there's always signs, man. Like you know, somebody who has. I guess a long-term use of it or whatever, um, but you know maybe I might might be naive, but I don't think it's as prevalent as people think. Now, there's other there's other things. It's not steroids that you know that help you build muscle or fast twitch or whatever it is. It's you know it's still legal, but 
you know, when somebody, when you see somebody that's a, a certain stature, right? The first thing you want to think like, yo, what the fuck, what's that guy on? And everybody's not, you know, you got, you just got these freakish. I'll tell you, man, like when I say, when I first seen Vernon Davis, right? When he first, I, I seen Vernon in high school, but he only played like two years in high school. When Vernon freshman year, he, he comes in, he's like 6'3", I think maybe 235 or some of the time. But like a 12-pack, boom, boom. I mean, just ran a 4'3 in the 40, 4'3, 7 at the combine, a 250 pounds. And like this, he's just a – I've never seen anything like this. Still to this day, I mean, between him, I think Cromartie was just a freakish – Antonio Cromartie was a freakish athlete. It's a couple of guys you're looking like, man, you know, if you didn't know that they were just a freak athlete, you probably think they own something. Now, I, I would say it myself, like, yo, what the hell that, that dude's on? But you just got these freakish athletes, man, that, uh, that are built like that. Yeah, we, we had a guy on last week who said – who got busted for – Alex Nicholson got busted for, like, two years, took a bunch of stuff. He said he just – he was in the PFL, and he was fighting heavyweight, and they had a rule that you had to be within 20 pounds of the, of, of the other guy. And he was, he was, like, 210, so he needed to gain 20 pounds. So, that, so he just took it because they weren't testing and, and where he was. And he got to Nevada, Nevada and they go, hey, pee in this. And he's like, ah, oh, fuck, now he's banned for two years. He said they don't really help that much steroids uh, in MMA. He said that you get you recover faster, but it's not like this thing where you take steroids and all of a sudden you're that much better. No, and that's and that's the thing where I always say that when people say, "Oh, yeah, he was only good because he was on steroids." Like I, I don't, to me, I don't believe that shit. Like I, I've seen guys who are on it, just juiced all the way up to the max, and come on a football field and get their ass dumped by somebody half their size. I just, I really don't believe that. If you can play or you can't play, you can fight or you can't fight. And I, last time I checked. You know, if somebody got you an arm bar, ain't no steroid ever stop your arm from breaking. I can tell you that, right? It just right. won't. And so when you in the this this sport and you're not taking, I don't care how strong you are, you gotta connect. You can't get tired. You you know, it's so many different other variables of being a a, a great fighter or somebody that's really good that I just don't see somebody taking steroids and becoming it may might help the endurance. I don't know. I, I don't know where it would kick in that even if they were strong. That's not going to necessarily say that you can take a guy to the ground and keep him to the ground or somebody's kicking the hell out of your leg or your, you know, blood start boiling up in your calves. And you can't put your foot in the ground. Like steroids ain't helping none of that. So I don't know. I, I, I'm trying to think of where it can help you at the most, but I, I'm looking at more harm than good when you're talking about doing that. Now, when you're a black house, did you spar with Anderson Silva? No, I did. We were planning on to, and we, we never did because he had his, uh, he had his training camp for his last fight, and we talked at uh, where were we at? We were at the um, Muscle and Fitness, whatever they got the big convention, um, the yeah, yeah, yeah. all the supplements in Vegas, the big convention where they have. So we we talked there about me coming to train with them, but I never uh, we never got around to it. Now, Are there any- sorry, good. Now, when I was, I met these three guys from Mongolia who were world champions, and I sent them over to Black House. I don't know if I don't know if you were, if you were like there that day, and I, I called Kenny. I'm like, how'd it go? He said they, they were throwing everyone around a couple of times, and they were doing well. But Alan Juban told me, at the end, you guys end with a 1,000 sprawls. And uh, they were just gassed by, like, <laughs> they did not know. Is that what you do, a 1,000 sprawls in a practice? Uh, yeah. Well, what I, what I'll do is not all of them. Like, even on the day we got open sparring and shit on, on like, a Friday, I'll go, you know, maybe against two guys, and I'll sit my ass out. Those, I mean, it's day five, six rounds. You know, I'll get me – you know, total of maybe 10 rounds in or something like that. And I'm done. I'm like, 
hey, I got a fight coming up. I just came in here and got my work in. I'm out. And uh, so when I see those guys doing the sprawls or whatever, you know, we'll, we'll mix in some leg kicks with that sprawls. But it's pretty intense, man. I, I you know. A thousand? Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know if I got to a thousand, but I'm, I'm sure pretty close. Now, but Kenny, at, uh, man, they, they, they go at it down there. You know, he, he still goes at some of the fighters. Now at uh, Extreme Couture, do you train with Ngano? Do you spar with him? Uh, no, I, I, I trained some time with Eric when I'm in, um, uh, probably about a couple months ago, I trained and worked with, uh, big Walt, um, Walt Harris, Walt Harris, you know, we, we kind of sparred, sparred a little bit. Roy Nelson, probably a couple months ago. Um, does, does, does Roy try to knock you out? You know, you know, what's funny about Roy is you look at him. Obviously I watched his you know career for the past, you know, 10, 15 years. When you see him in person, even now, and he's older, you know, gaining a little weight or whatever, but he can still – you feel those hands. And he caught that, – that right hand right there caught me on top of my head, and that's when I was like, okay, you know what? He can't move that as much. But one of these catching the right spot, that's it. You know, he can still do it. Wow. He, what, what, he isn't retired? No, he's still fighting out for uh, Bellator. I mean, he's, he's like one and four in his last five, but uh, that guy can fight every week, and I'm, I'm watching every week. Like. Right. I mean, he's talking about the people's champion. What about with uh, Tim Johnson? You train with him? No, I haven't trained with Tim yet. Um, they, but, you know, they got the classes over there at like uh, 3.30 or so. And so depending on how my days go, I, I always try to, if I can, jump in there. And if not, I'll work one-on-one -on -one with Eric, man. They got, they got some guys in there, to be honest. They got, you know, a lot of talent, up-and-coming talent. What about Sean Strickland? <laughs> no, no, I didn't get in there with Sean yet. Don't spar with him. Fuck no. From what I heard, I listen. Those are the guys. If you are, just be prepared that it's going. It, it's going to take another turn, right? You you just know that going in there, getting some work, that thing is going left, no matter what. Yeah, yeah. he's like he's like Kobe three Like he's not even like Kobe's like a nice guy compared to him. He's he's all in. I don't, I don't care about the banging and the punching and stuff, but, you know, a guy gets you down and they just go to – it don't take much to snap your ankle and ankle lock, right? I mean, it, oh, yeah. it's, it's so – I've seen guys just in two seconds just not tap when they're supposed to, and I see that thing pop. It's so easy to pop your ankle out. So if you're going with guys that, that, that have that mentality, I try to stay away from them because I don't mind, you know, getting hit on the chin or, you know, the banging a little, a little bit. What I do mind is you tearing my damn shoulder out of the socket or, you know, popping my elbow ankle where I can't – or my knee where I can't go and do my other stuff that I need to do. So, as long as I'm getting good work in, I'm, I'm fine. Have you ever been knocked out in sparring? No. What if I knocked down? No. Wow. Damn. <laughs> no. Do you have any football – people from your past, from your football past, that you want to fight? There must be people you have grudges with. Wayne Kerbet. Wayne Kerbet. He fucking hates Wayne Kerbet. No, I'm kidding. No. <laughs> Um, no, no, players that are kind of either amateur MMA or thinking about it that you could call out. To, no, I'm not really. I, I, I've been trying to get to. I, I, dude, I've been trying to get To to it fight, take a fight for years, uh, like two or three years. I ask him all the time. I think he eventually will. And and Ocho fighting actually might have pushed that pushed that a little bit too. So, um, but it's, it's there, there's going to be there's going to be guys, man. Like I just I, I say this first of all. Every athlete, NFL, hockey, whoever it is, they should pick up a discipline as soon as they're done, mm -hmm. right? They, like, there's nothing like running out of the stadium of 70,000, 80,000 people when you're competing every day, and then that shit is just done. It's gone. So whether it's picking up boxing, Muay Thai, Jiu-Jitsu, or just going in grappling, whatever, it, wrestling, whatever it is, 
pick something up because you need it. Yeah. So T.O., he wants to fight T.O. What about the guy who said the N-word? Well, who's that guy that yelled the N-word at the Kenny Chesney concert or something? Who's that, who's that guy's name? The guy that got like, – Oh, uh, the wide receiver for Jacksonville. Yeah. We should fight that guy. <laughs> if it's, look, if it's the right opportunity, this I'm, – I'm pretty much in shape year-round, right? So for me, it was just saying, okay, cool. I'm, I'm dedicating this, you know, this two or three months to do this, right? And then you go and, and take a fight. It's, me getting in shape is – I'm there, right? So you gotta hire you gotta hire hot strippers to fight each other for your promotion. Because whenever there's a weigh-in and it's two, like the girl who had the, the fucking dildo, you see that one where she whipped out the black dildo and, and then they threw it at the girl. It went, it got like a million hits or something. Uh, you gotta get two sexy girls to weigh in and talk shit to each other, and then I'll put it on Instagram. It'll go viral, and then everyone, wait, what's this? Sean Merriman's promotion, and then everyone looks at it and then watches the shit. Yeah. They, then the next thing, it'll some will pop up about me having a, a sex convention, right? After <laughs> weigh in, like we knew you were into that shit. So no, not a bad. Day. All right. Well, listen, I know you got to fly out. Thank you, Sean Merriman. Uh, where is the next event, and where can we see it? Yeah, December 11th at the Commerce Casino on Fubo Sports. They're also playing uh, the replays of the fights. So anybody that missed it Saturday, they're every night or every day now. They're playing. They're, they're playing the fight. So and I'm a fighter, and I want to sign with your promotion. How do I do it? Just reach out, you know, DM me. Uh, but, you know, when you do that, it's like some of these guys, like, oh, I'm trying to fight. And you look up, see, see who they are. These guys are 0-12. They've been knocked out and slapped around. And, and they, you know, it's like, dude, <laughs> you, you, believe it or not, you get that more than you would think, right? Yeah. Like, <laughs> you should, like, some of, these, some of these guys don't know that you can't fucking fight. You know, you, you, you're not a fighter, bro. Like, go do something else for a living. Right. right. And I and I'm the most positive, encouraging person there is. But you look up some of these guys, they're like one in fourteen, like, dude, listen, go do something else. You don't this want is the wrong thing right. for you to do. You don't want a, de- a freaking death on your hand all of a sudden. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah busts up people come in our DMs, but those are just women. So it's a little bit different. Yeah. Of course. Well, thank you, Sean Merriman. You're a great guy and a big fan of yours. And have a great weekend, brother. Okay, man. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Take care. Thanks, guys. That was Sean Merriman. Nice guy. Yeah. I mean, is that what you expected when you said Sean? Like, I mean, I didn't know him at all, but he's obviously very well-spoken and articulate, and, and he's got his eyes on the prize. I mean, he's really committed to this thing. I think it's – I want to go. <laughs> is I want to go live. Is it Burbank? We could definitely go. And yeah, no. yeah. What is it? I mean, December 12th, the Marriott. Those are the funnest events, too, because it's like uh, – it really – a lot of those events become gym versus gym. Yeah. <laughs> people sell tickets like I don't know they give away the tickets so it's like 30 guys from one gym versus like 30 people from another gym like in the next town are you, you want to go? are you in town 100 percent go I I'm sure I'll know half the trainers there yeah. people that walk out with them and uh yeah no those are always the most fun gigs ever like like those I love I'd almost rather go to those some of my gigs and sometimes I'm like a, a real like I'm not saying not real but like a, a UFC fight or something and sit in the thing that this is those are fun those are a lot of fun uh you ever go to like indie wrestling events i mean not that and it's it's very professional i'm not saying it's like but like indie wrestling events are the best like and i've heard that though oh dude it's the funnest it's beyond fun and uh like sometimes like the less people the better because these guys give it their all it's insane the people in the crowd are insane and uh it's like you see a show and they're hungry it's like anytime you see people that are hungry and 
still still have that in them and have the dream alive. Sure. You know, versus like people that like they get the dream and they realize it's not what they wanted and yeah. they have that like dead looking <laughs> inside and they don't give a fuck. I, I remember a fighter one time lost in like 30 seconds and I texted him like, Hey man, like, sorry, you lost. And then like, he hit me back. Hey man, uh, I'm going to the strip club. Uh, do you have any connections over at, <laughs> <like>, what the <laughs> fuck? Like, <laughs> oh, this is like maybe this is what you were focused on and not you know what blah 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 so uh, what do you have this weekend Bill uh, what do I have this weekend I'm in Austin this weekend doing shows do the secret show Brian Redband secret show at Vulcan and I'm doing you know shows around Austin and then uh, then what am I doing after that then I'm in Houston the following week doing shows so that's how's, it how's, how's the baby baby is adorable yeah. doesn't sleep is super active just yeah just a main it's gonna be my baby's gonna be a maniac as a person as an adult human will be a complete maniac i have no idea what to do and is he it's a, it's a boy obviously girl girl all right now is she looking at you like like does she smile when, when, when she sees you i got her to laugh for the first time ever yesterday wait how old is she she's four and a half months that's early a lot of them they can't laugh till six months i thought i was bombing the first six months they, 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 them, they can't <laughs> I like, I'm like, damn, this is like, this is a tough crowd. I got it. I got, I know, right? It's comics. And so I got it. I just doing the alphabet. I was just doing the alphabet. And then she started laughing. I was like, what the hell? No way. One time though. I got to get back. It's the best, dude. It is the, it's, there's nothing like it. There's nothing. I mean, my, my, dude, I'm, 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 I'm leaving for a cruise next week. I'm working on a cruise ship, which is like, and. How uh, many gone for? A week. That's not too bad. No, I'm leaving. They, they got to fly me out the night before. So I'm leaving at 1030 on Saturday, right when the fight should start in the main event. Uh, but also like, so I was gone last night for an hour and daddy, don't go to the show. Don't go. Don't go. Wow. I mean, just tears. Oh, no. And then I'm, I'm like, I'm going to be back in an hour. No, sit down. You have to sit down. You have to sit down. I'm like, Violet, I got to go to the, the show. No, I got to make people laugh. No, hang out with me. And I'm just like, <sighs> and it, <laughs> I'm like, for when I'm gone for a week, it's the worst. It's that can't be such good, you can't be such a good dad because she's gonna miss you too much. You gotta be a little bit like more absent so she doesn't miss you as much. You know what I mean? I do worry sometimes that like, because uh, people are like, like, is she gonna wrestle? I'm like, I don't know. She's too happy. Like, <laughs> you know, uh, like she's like, but she, you know, I take her, I take her to practice with me, and she just laughs. I mean, she thinks it's a funny uh, thing, and she's like, they're having so much fun, and she goes, ha ha, he fell down. Dude, I'm, <laughs> I'm in the middle of showing them. Normally, like, the, the kids come. There's middle school kids that watch her, but they, they, they couldn't watch her on Monday. So she came and watched the whole practice. So I'm trying to teach, like, a, I don't know, a, a, a duck under. Like, I'm doing a thing. She walks in, Daddy, I have to poo-poo. I'm like, like, I'm like, all right, but I, you know, take over, show the rest. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. And then, yeah, she's – and then I'm holding her, and she's like, okay. And, and she goes uh, – and now she's like showing, she's FaceTime with her friend. She goes, look, you're going to love this. She goes, that's her new thing. You're going to love this. And then, uh, uh. yeah, she's, so she, and she says things like, uh, what did she say? Her, her like new expression was, uh, uh, I got you. Don't worry. I got you. I got you. It's the best. I mean, it really is like, there's nothing like it. There's not like, nobody's opinion matters really anymore except for her and like my wife. So yeah. that's, yeah like what she thinks is like is like tops you know yeah for sure it totally changes the whole game yeah 
Dude, I, I, went, to, I went to a Halloween costume, a Halloween party for my, my daughter. And, uh, you know, I bring my wife and we're there. And it's like, like I, I, I like know the family, but I'm not, we're not like, we're friends through like the kids, you know? So I don't, I don't like know them, know them, you know? So we show up and like, I'm sitting there and the dad's like a, a, a pretty big director and the, and the, the mom is, used to be like a, a dancer for like Timberlake and now she's like a, a wardrobe. And there's other parents there. And one of the parents is like, hey, uh, you, you want an edible? And I was like, uh, no, I, I got to drive home and we're at a, a kid's Halloween party. <laughs> like, and then like, and then I told my Brie, my wife, she's like, I didn't get offered an edible. People just assume I'm like the fucking, the fucked up one. And they're like, she never gets offered anything. Like, they want to be cool and hip. So they go, hey, we'll relate to the comic. We'll offer an edible. Yeah. I mean, I didn't think, I, I don't know. I didn't, I, just driving on the edible. You know, I don't want to, that, that scares, I'll probably drive better, but I just don't want to drive on an edible. But back in the day, all the parents were always drunk and now they're just doing edibles. Yeah. I mean, it's just, uh, it's just, it's crazy. It, it's, uh, it was fun though. It was, uh, yeah. I mean, I didn't have the happiest childhood. Uh, I'm learning through therapy how unhappy my childhood really was. <laughs> I thought I was actually happier than, uh, than it was. Um, but I'm trying to give my kid a really happy childhood. I mean, it seems like it. it. Seems like it's going great for her. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. It it, it is. I just don't. I'm, I'm going to miss her for a week. I'm going to miss everybody. I'm, I'm, I'm going to miss. Her. You've been gone for more than a week before, though, right? Yeah, but she was younger. She didn't know. She wasn't saying "don't go" and stuff. Oh God, yeah. So, I mean, a week. A week is about the amount of time I go before I start getting like, like I really miss her. Yeah. Well, I'm going to get so much work done. Like I'm gonna edit so much, so many videos. I'm gonna write so many new jokes. You know, yeah, I'm, I'm stuck on a ship. You, I'm, you can't even. People will be wearing masks. I'm just gonna be like, I'm gonna hibernate <laughs> like a fucking. But at the same time, it's like, uh, yeah. Uh, you know, I was hoping uh, they're bringing me back for that TV show, which is good. I can't say the name of the show, but I got offered to come back, which is good. Anyway, congrats, dude. Thanks, man. Well, you're you're you have a six day six episode thing on that thing. That's we'll see we'll see what happens you know you never know well thank you bill you're the best uh thank you to sean merriman uh thank you for everyone watching hope you guys do well take care